0: everybody and welcome back to another SportsWise podcast. I have Harry and Jai on the other lines again. How are we?
1: Very good, sir. Very good, mate. Very good.
0: So let's get started. We have a bit of a moratorium to get going with. Um, Harry, we've uh, had a bit of a, hes jumped off the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves wagon and jumping onto the Philadelphia 76ers. So do you want to explain here what the uh, decision behind this is?
1: I knew this was coming um, uh Well, firstly, uh, just look around on Harry Hayes' his, uh, NBA journey. Uh, last year, it was exactly last year, it was NBA Finals last year, I decided I'm going to get into uh, the NBA a little bit more. And obviously, I decided I was going to follow the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, a great up-and-coming young team, very exciting, very likeable players. Um, so I would still call myself... A fan of the franchise, but I wouldn't call myself a supporter of the franchise anymore. I've come to realise I think I'm more of a Carl anthony Towns fan than Minnesota. Um, and I've decided, as an Aussie, the Ben Simmons train, the hype train's coming in, uh, take two this year. So I decided I'm going to keep a keen eye on the Philadelphia Seventy Sixes. And Is he uh, actually
2: going to play this year? Yeah, yes, no, he healthy now, I think.
1: So he'll be in, and um, yes, that's all I can explain. I don't think it's uh, too much of a, br- a big issue. Of uh, a, a novice NBA fan, as you're probably aware, Um so followed the Tim Wolves. Still call myself a Tim Wolves <laughs> fan, but uh, we'll follow, be following the 76ers more keenly this year.
0: I believe you missed a part of the story. There isn't this actually your third NBA team, uh, Harry.
1: All right. Let's go back to the good old days of two thousand and or 09 original Golden State Warriors fan. A close friend of ours uh, is a big Golden State Warriors fan. The um, Steph Curry, I think he was doing pretty well in twenty ten, and I decided Golden State Warriors, he got to be my team. But that was rather casually; didn't follow or watch any games. Um, and then when I was getting into it. Last year, obviously, I would have liked to have been a go State Warriors fan, but the bandwagon and how good they are these days, I think it was a would have been an unwise decision. So not really my third. It was just, you know, give us a break, boys.
0: We've had a bit of um, bit of beef going back and forwards. I think about the whole situation. Um, Jai, what's your take on this uh, eventuation that's happened? Oh well, you
2: know, if a bloke wants to do it, then. A bloke can do it, you know. There's, oh. there's no there's no point uh, dwelling on it. Let's just um, move on. It's a bit like you with LeBron. I think we just needed to um, just forget you know, about it. And, <laughs> Miami you know.
1: Heat fan, but circa yeah, 2012. Yeah. We all remember. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Harry, just <laughs> Ben Simmons, mate. Can you just
2: tell our listeners a bit about him?
1: Well, Ben Simmons, mate. I believe he was born and bred Melbourne, Australia. Um, His dad, did he live in America, Oscar? Yeah, his dad played
0: um, NBL.
1: Yeah, obviously a freak of nature physically moved over to, was it America High School at 14?
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, dominated in high school, went to LSU, blah, blah, blah. We all know Ben Simmons. Um, Yeah, so... Aussie-born, like Kyrie, is Aussie-born, but he's a bit a, unlucky at the start with the injury. Ben real Australian.
0: Yeah, it was a foot injury. It happened just in, I think, a shoot-around kind of thing a in the pre-season
1: last year. Isn't a, a Jones fracture, is what they call yeah, it. I think that was correct, yeah. I believe.
0: I think someone stepped on his foot or something like that. Nothing it just happened to cause a bit of issues. But I think it's one of those freak things. He'll be fine. He'll come back. No dramas at all. Not an NBA Hopefully, for um... a recurring injury.
2: Just, yeah. just while we're talking about um, an Aussie, is it true that I heard rumours, I don't know if it's true, that the next Olympics will be 3v3? Is that
1: right? Uh,
0: that is going to be an event. I'm not sure if it's going to be the only basketball event, but there is going to be 3v3 basketball at the Olympics.
1: Jesus Christ. Australia hold a chance. Who are your so
2: three is, picks? That, is that country versus country? Could you imagine, yeah. like, yeah, James, little... Durant, and Curry <laughs> all on one team? But
1: The, well, thing, the is, thing is, it minimises... That... It minimises their pool of selection. You, you can pick. Obviously, they're going to be the best. No, because you've got to remember, there's
0: actually a 3v3. Three three is actually a different um, competition. So there is actually professional 3v3 three three players in the world.
1: Yeah, doesn't Cube do something with it? Uh, no,
0: that's the X players thing he's got going on.
2: Uh, right. It'll um, be a bit like our, um, you know, 2v2 two two down at Mansfield there, Harry. will be yeah, a bit similar, point. but we've got a bit more quality. That's about it.
1: Yeah, layup game strong boy. The jump
0: In shot, the ring. No um but
1: I don't need to jump, mate, I've got that, you know, just physical elevation. Five point nine. So You've got a bit of ticker. <laughs> Good heart. It's all about it's the fight and the dog, mate, so yeah. So But interesting that interesting, pick, yeah. Yeah, if you had to pick three Aussie players to so, who would you pick be? Say in four years. This is more I'll go first. Four you years, you've got to think who's going to be who. Obviously, five, Ben six, Simmons. I'd think.
0: So, I'd probably start with Ben Simmons in the middle, and you probably start right, with two shooters. Your... So, you'd probably say a Patty Mills and a um, Thon Maker, possibly, because he's a good three-point shooter at the moment. and you he's going to say, do quick, not sleep in the thon. Defensively, I think that would be probably your three you'd start with, and then Dante Exum probably is your fourth man to come off the bench at the moment.
1: So, sorry, who was your third Simmons maker end?
0: Uh, Paddy Mills, because he can shoot threes as well yeah. and quick and the ball. on the defensive end. Even, How I old is
1: Mills in four
0: years? Uh, Mills, I think he's 30. I know now. it
1: won't be in four years, but theoretically.
0: Um, Paddy Mills. The other one, I guess, is here. Joe Ingles. He's a, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. He's one of the best in the NBA yeah. percentage-wise this year. So, I mean, people like that, you'd probably... And there's a guy in the NBA this year who might be in the draft. He's probably going to go late, second round, um... I saw that Jonah Bolden, I think it is from Australia as well. So there's another guy who could be in the league this year.
2: Yeah, Paddy Mills is 28 at the moment, so four years
1: he'll be. Oh, he right? Yeah, yeah. Two, so. all right. So, NBA, we've touched on obviously the big story. The Golden State Warriors, what we all
0: expected, arguably really, one of the greatest
1: teams ever assembled, has just you know, wiped the floor pretty much this series with the Cavs as much as Jared would like to not think, remember it.
0: Being a 4-1 series actually a lot closer than that. It felt like some of those games,
1: I don't know. You're joking. Maybe the third game was unlucky. Could have went either way, but you did choke and threw it away. Um,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. Like that second, if they won that game, it could have been a completely different series, but they didn't. So.
1: Shooter. Coulda, exactly woulda. Exactly right. It's done but
0: I think let's see, the <laughs> other thing is just like You've put
1: the pressure you, on. That's, that's about it. That's what
0: happens when you've got two players playing well and the rest of the team doesn't show up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, interesting. Uh obviously KD NBA Finals MVP. Hard to argue with that. Do you agree, Jared?
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. He was uh, unanimous, I think definitely was the best player on the winning team, but I don't think he was the best player I'll in go. the series. Can I
2: just stop you there? Where where does his performance in this final series um, rate right up, you know, up there is the best ever. Can you think of any more, um, better performances in a final series?
0: Um, well, I think there was m- most of Michael Jordan's final series were much better. Yeah. even LeBron's last year was probably better, and even the year yeah. before when he pretty much averaged a triple double with a bunch of scrubs.
1: Lost, they
0: lost. Yeah, but
1: will
2: we see? Um, will we see LeBron to Golden <laughs> State? I don't think that would ever happen. <laughs>
0: no. I think if that happened, the, um, Twitter would absolutely break. For one, <laughs> the NBA would break. I think the world would break. Um, but yeah, I don't 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 say that. The East would be all. dead. But, um, I the the I guess the rumors around at the moment is he goes <laughs> to Clippers or Lakers, but it's gonna be another young sides. So I don't know if that's a possibility. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think. So who's th- off? Is he? No, he's got one more year in his contract. So, but mm. all, of course, with LeBron, everyone already starting to talk about what's going to happen when he's a free agent. Even though he's not a free agent this year, but which is just normal. But I think the thing is with this Golden State team, it's incredible to see they've set a real good blueprint for the whole NBA with building through the draft, making mm. good picks. Good. The most important one, I think, is giving out good contracts, which we see a lot of teams, especially with the salary cap last year, giving out really bad contracts, and it's so hard <laughs> to build a team around a core if you're giving bad contracts um mozgov dang (laughs) look at um portland they've stuffed themselves by giving harkless crab mccullum Mm -hmm. lillard they've got these huge um also Nurkic. they've got now and the other one um myers leonard they've just got bad contracts for uh, such a for not really much and Golden State, I guess I got lucky a bit with Curry's injury when he got was a free agent, which means they were able to get him cheaper than what he's definitely worth. Um, yeah, that's
1: been described as the deal of the... the century. The almost. cheapest deal ever. a yeah, deal of the century, Curry's contract, um, but that's going to explode soon.
0: Um, second round pick with Draymond makes him cheaper there. That was lucky too, but that's, again, you can just say it's good drafting. I mean, you look at... even They even had Harrison Barnes. I mean, he's mm. look how good he is still now with Dallas. Um, and the other one is, look at Patrick McCaw, played 15 minutes in Game 5, and he looks... Pretty, pretty handy, and he was picked twenty yeah. something this year by them. So it's just by it just shows building through that draft, and then it makes people like Kevin Durant want to come join you. It makes free agents want to come. Like, and I think that's where Cleveland have gone wrong here. If you look at their side of it now, they've got contracts that are pretty bad that they can't really do much with. They've given rid of their assets. They don't have any draft picks left to trade. Um, so it's just yeah, I think contracts and building through the draft shows are definitely good loop. Pl- blueprint for the league of what to do.
2: Yeah, Yep. yeah. Yep, yep. Alrighty. Let's go to the um, the other big news that Harry said wouldn't happen. The Connor and versus Floyd I'll fight. I'll clear that up soon. Um, after what seemed like years of waiting, um, the fighters have put pen to paper. It was um, years. <laughs> yeah, it felt like forever. For August 27 here in Australia, um, it's been tipped to be one of the highest rating um, pay per view in event history um to most selling and most watched. Um Harry, I know we've spoken about it before, but Floyd being forty years old, semi retired, Connor probably yeah. fighting ah. pretty pretty well. Surely it's gonna be one of the most uncided
0: <laughs> yeah. fights ever. Like let's be honest. Like he might be forty years old, but he's probably the best one of the best top five boxers ever, Floyd is. I don't care if hes he only yeah, retired yeah. for a year and a half now. He can't. He's not going to be, and like he's not going to lose to a guy who's not a boxer. It's just that simple, isn't it? Like,
1: no, it's it's it will be one-sided. I think I think a success for Connor in that fight. He might believe he can win, um, but logically, it seems impossible. The a win for Connor McGregor is to survive 12 rounds. Don't get knocked out. I can't see Conor getting knocked out. The only thing I can see happening is he'll eat a lot of shots. Obviously, he's never faced an opponent like Floyd with the amount of volume he throws. You watch a Floyd Mayweather fight and the volume of punches he throws compared to a UFC fight, it's it's bloody five times as much as Conor's ever done. 12 rounds, Conor doesn't fight that long. I know they're shorter rounds. Uh, Connor's had a gassing issue in previous fights. I think the only way Connor gets stopped, I can't see Floyd knocking him out, but I can see Connor getting tired. Um, who knows how tired he can be? You can get to the point where the, they throw in the towel, but I think a successful, Connor is to survive, not get humiliated. Um, I think Floyd, Connor's got nothing to Floyd's lose. He's going to play with him, I though. think. That's,
0: he's going to humiliate him. He's, he's going to make it go 12
1: rounds to humiliate him. Like, even if it's. But that's what. That's what people expect, though. So if Connor can survive, not get knocked out, and a fight is a fight, there is that 0.001%. Connor's a much bigger man. Floyd's, Floyd's fought a lot better boxes. I'm not going to deny oh, that man. at all. Yes, I know, a lot, a lot, a lot better. But he hasn't fought someone that fights. So Connor I, I think the opening three or four rounds might be not interesting. I think Floyd will be comfortable. But... The way Conor strikes is not like a boxer. It might take a few rounds for Floyd to get used to Conor's style. He throws range. I think Floyd's power, I think Conor can walk straight through it. I don't think that means he can touch Floyd, but there is that 0.01% chance that he touches Floyd, and we know when Conor touches people, they get knocked out. And the the cards are stacked against Conor. He's... Never fought properly with boxing gloves. He's never fought with the guard. It'll be uncomfortable. He can't throw kicks. He'll be. It's. Well, what are the odds of him
0: accidentally doing that?
1: It's nah. I. I would love to see it, but um. Like Floyd, always every Floyd fight he's involved in, it, the cards always stacked against the opponent. Floyd gets the fight he wants. He wants um, I think wants. it'll be. I think it'll be a let not a letdown, but it'll be twelve rounds of Connor getting out box. I can't see either either getting stopped and it'll be no, it'll be like a spectacle. You say Conor could land a punch,
0: but you remember Floyd is the best defensive boxer ever. Yeah, I'm not doubting that, but there is so, that. If other guys Jared, if if, if forty nine other blokes who are actual proper boxers couldn't do it, I don't see Connor McGregor who is who'd
1: like, see. Didn't yeah. win though, did he? Nobody is yeah. yeah, I think, Jared. I'm on your side. I'm saying there's a yeah, zero, 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 one percent chance. I just think can't believe. That but he's I'm never thinking, fought a yeah. guy as Who's he fought besides Conor McGregor?
2: Um, you know, Conor being southpaw, and like you did say, when he hits people, they generally sleep. But yeah, I think Floyd will be um be too smart for him, and when he's in trouble, he'll do what he always does and hugs and um that sort of stuff. But yeah.
1: I think it'll be that easy for him. He'll he'll be floating around the ring, touching him with his jab. I think there'll be a lot of shit talk, a lot of head movement. Um, and I think it could possibly be embarrassing for Connor. I think Connor's gotta try and not I don't I can't see any way how it's not gonna be maybe not yeah. embarrassing, but it'll be that one sided. Unless I like, there's that one yeah. percent not one percent, but that chance that would blow up the world.
2: I was watching um the interview with Dana White um, earlier today was on Fox Sports and he was saying, like obviously being Connor's promoter, that he has a chance to win, blah, blah, blah. And he said, um, there was a question was put to him, do you think you'll be able to get Connor back to defend his title after this fight? Because we know that Connor, he doesn't, you know, there's a mess around that he doesn't defend his titles and that sort of stuff. But... Is this because he's going to get 100 mil, which what he wanted, or whatever the figure is going to be? Will we mm. see Connor back in the UFC?
1: I would say at the, this point, it's 50 50. We know with Connor, Connor does what Connor wants and Connor gets what Connor A 100 million dollars is 10 times what he made with the Nate Diaz fight. Um, so there is that point where Connor's he'll come off that fight and he'll think, What's the point of going back? It's up to his hunger to actually compete obviously there's those garbage claims that he doesn't like to uh defend his belt but you know connor does what connor does he does what he wants i don't think that's a, a real claim but i think there definitely is a possibility that he he fights floyd makes a hundred million dollars has a kid now starting a family and just goes look i don't need to do this anymore um but if probably people close to connor would say he still enjoys fighting that's all he does so who knows that's it but that's definitely a possibility for sure I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I agree. Sorry. I
2: think it's going to be...
1: You go, Jai, sorry.
2: I just think it's going to be... Um, like, we know it's going to be one side, but we're all going to watch it. And yeah. that's generally what Floyd wants. He wants all the money, all the media attention, and that sort of stuff. So I think it's going to be an interesting fight. Like you said, Floyd's probably definitely going to win, but I think there's a lot of people out here that would like just
1: imagine yeah just, just
2: imagine just, <laughs> connor like he's gonna win the trash talking um oh
1: that'll be of, yeah. one sided we've
2: hits. seen with his photo of um floyd's dad <laughs> calling him an old bastard so i think yeah the lead-up is going to be insane i mean it's august it's two months away i think it is just over two months and um i'm definitely going to watch it and i can't wait to see um, I love Floyd, but, yeah, I'm just hoping that it's going to be a better fight than what we've the,
1: the one thing that's annoying me the most is boxing fans, obviously, a little bit outraged that Conor even gets the fight of this scale. But you've got to remember, Conor is arguably maybe not the A side like Floyd always is, but Conor McGregor is as big as Floyd Mayweather, I think, at this current point in time. Um, but a lot of boxing fans, I don't know, not disrespecting MMA because, obviously, they're in a boxing match, but you know what? I'd love to see Floyd Mayweather go round two. Let's let's go on a an octagon and see what happens. I will just the noise. You would never that's do that. That's a personal yeah. rant. No, he'd be dead in fifteen seconds. So, but so that's just a little vent I have of frustration looking at boxing fans on Twitter. It's very arrogant. Um,
0: what I was going to say. Is back to what you were saying about the shit talk and that Harry that and with May- Mayweather, especially with, with that's what he's known for in the ring, is running around talking yeah. stuff and that McGregor's personality. I can see that getting in his head and him trying to throw some stupid punches. And mate, we know Mayweather is counterattack, and that could be over pretty quickly if that's the case.
1: I think I think Floyd's obviously a good good shit talker. He's been very good at it. But I think Conor McGregor's on a whole nother level. Oh, I know I might be coming off as biased, but Conor McGregor is the, in the, the media. man. Have you ever – I mean, Hosco, do you ever watch Conor McGregor's UFC fight? I've seen bits and pieces. The arrogance he has before. is no, I agree his, with that, right? but it's, he's not in the UFC. Stops he stops in the middle difference. of the octagon and gives his, opponent, he gives his opponent the finger. I don't think anything Floyd will say will get in Conor's head. I think any it'll be the other, other way around, if anything. I think Conor's way – way sharper and more clever when it comes to weakness off the top of his head and i think if you watch trust i know this floyd talk shit in the ring you should watch conor mcgregor in the octagon he is complete disrespect at times i don't think that'll play a part in a downfall to connor i think connor's already got the card stacked against him but if anything i think that could be an advantage to kind of maybe getting floyd's head maybe showboat a little bit um and floyd might you know, do something unfloyd like uh, a little bit overconfident. Who knows? Maybe leaves his chin out there. Yeah. I can't see what's happening, but imagine.
2: Yeah, Hosko, the only person that I've seen be as arrogant um, in the octagon is probably Anderson Silva. Yeah. Um, was- he would stand there with his hands by his face and be like, come on, hit me. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> last couple yeah. of
0: fights, yeah. You know,
1: yeah, I definitely think Conor's got to the edge with mental warfare. Well, I think yeah, the, I think, but, but that doesn't, doesn't mean anything. No, before
0: the yeah. get...
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, for probably. For sure. Yeah. No, nah, I'm, right, I'm excited Brad. to see it. today I am.
1: That'll be good. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on from the circus that is Mayweather McGregor. Um, what's probably the next big news? I think we'll sure peter out to, to Australians origins, so we can get into that, I guess. Yeah, that's want. what I was going to say. We'll get the domesticated sport. We'll get it. Uh, very quickly, um, the Blues coming off their big uh, game one win have Massive. S- <laughs> Have decided to stay with their team, which is the first time I think Joel was telling me in 20-something years they've selected the same team twice in a row. Is that true, yep. Joel?
2: Yeah, that's yep. true. Um, we've known that New South Wales, I mean, they won, I think it was 03, 04, 05, had the similar um, team. And then as soon as we lost... Series after series, I think probably the halves was the main one. You know, you play one game, you don't win, you're out. Uh, you probably back me up there, Harry, with that. So, um, my opinion, um, Maloney is just key to this New South Wales team. I think behind Thurston and Cronk, he's probably the best half, um, or 5 8 in the game at the moment. Um, whether or not you think that's right, Harry, I think he is outstanding. Nice. Sure. Um, but, yeah, New South Wales kept the same team. You probably, if they would have made a change, it would have been very, very surprising. I think the impact off the bench that we had in game one is going to be um, just as key. But, you know, just being a New South Wales fan, I know me and Harry and we we like to talk um, shit about it, but I would not write this Queensland team off at all. I mean, Thurston and Billy Slater coming back is huge. It's massive. Um you know, New South Wales obviously favourites, but as soon as um, Thurston and Slater have been named into the team, I think on the betting, I think Queensland were three dollars, and I think they're down to two dollars fifty or something like that. So the impact of them coming back, I mean, I'm worried. Hmm. I really, I really am. Like Slater and is the best fullback to ever play the game. There's no doubt about it. Thurston's probably the best player to ever play the game. Um, yep. But they're coming um, towards the end of their career. Um, Obviously, no Thurston, no Kronk next year. So like I've said before, if New South Wales are ever going to put a few series runs together, it definitely has to start um, this year. But that doesn't mean they'll do it. I mean, the job needs to be done in Sydney. You definitely don't want to be coming up here to Queensland game three because the Queensland team will be a different team um, if they get the opportunity. And I'm sure Harry will agree with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think Game 2, obviously, Queensland Game 1 were disgustingly bad. Uh, game 2, they've made some obvious changes. One of the interesting ones I thought was a little bit puzzling was Corey Oates getting dropped uh, for Valentine Holmes. We've talked about those two and compared them uh, in terms of origin players, but I think maybe uh, Kevin Walters is going for a more fleet-footed back line. Uh, more to course. I heard. Yeah, more for attacking. sure. Um, good under the high ball too, so there's no worries there. But another big one is Darius Boyd into centres. Um, which is interesting. Darius hasn't played much centers. I think he played twenty odd games for was it Newcastle or St George, um yeah. in centre off and on. It's it's a strange one. He's good defensively. Um so I think he'll lock up Dugan, which is good, which means Chambers can focus on Jared Hayne.
2: Just to um, interrupt you there, Harry. Yeah. Um centre is apparently like I've never played their playing the league is the hardest the position hardest to defend. Yeah. So I think, you know, with um Boyd's defence is probably the man for it. But in an origin arena, I mean, it's completely different. And if he comes up against Jared Hain, um, he might have the rub of the green going forward. But I think Jared Hain on his day will tear at any centre. So I think it's a risk. I think um, Oates should have been there. There's talk. Well, you probably confirm this that Oates wants to be a back rower. I'm surprised they didn't keep him on, on the bench. Um, because yep. he does make a lot of metres. But, yeah, Boyd, I think it's a risk, but, you know, you're one nil down in the series and you're up against the wall. You've got to make that call, don't you?
1: Yeah, to touch on the first issue of Darius Boyd, I stopped doubting Darius Boyd a few years ago. I think he's he's the complete player in the back line. Um, great hands. I think he's actually coming, I could be wrong, um, coming up against Dugan. Um, that might be wrong. I don't know. I heard that on NRL. Yeah, I've heard that, that too. That was their comparison. So Dugan, I think, offers a little, a little bit less x-factor than Jared Hayne going forward. Yeah, I definitely. think he, should, yeah, he should handle, should handle Dugan defensively. Um, Dugan's a good defender, but the, I think the key is it leaves Will Chambers on his natural side with Cooper Cronk coming up against Jared Hayne, who hasn't been the best defensively. I think his defensive stats in the NRL this year are pretty poor. Um, Gay Guy stays on the wing um, And Billy Slater and Thurston coming in Is huge as you said Uh, And then just to touch on The the Corey Oates issue Playing back row I think that is definitely where his future lies I think the issue with that at the moment is his engine Um, I don't know if you'll notice If you watch him even playing the wing Which has probably got the least amount of defensive work um, he seems to always be on his haunches, uh, a little bit puffed out, which is only natural as a young. So with the big body that he does have. I think that was the key reason why he hasn't been off the bench. Tim Glasby coming in has been another one that's divided people. Um, Sam Tharday dropped. Harsh, I think, but I understand why. Uh, Glasby's a pretty... A player that Cameron Smith uh, and Cooper Cronk swear by. So if those who are saying get him, get him. Uh, quick yeah, play the you ball. Definitely,
2: you definitely think that kevy has gone to Cameron Smith and said, what do we for need sure. to tighten up the ruck? And um, obviously being a Melbourne Melbourne player that um, Glasby, like you look at him week in, week out, I watch him. You don't think he's an NRL player. You don't really notice him much. But you know they're the mm. type of players that um, are pretty good for yeah. the job, I think. He'll slow the play the ball down, obviously being a Melbourne player. And I think yeah. that's key for... Um, yeah.
1: And apparently he plays quick play the ball. Smith likes yeah. that with dummy half darts. And it's similar to Gavin Cooper coming in, apparently, according to the media. That's a, a recommendation from Jonathan Thurston. So obviously they've looked at game one, seen the issues that we had in the middle of the park where we completely overrun too slow. They've looked at that and said Gavin Cooper and Tim Glasby are the guys to keep it solid, to keep it quicker, to slow down New South Wales. Um, So if they're the guys, the best players in the world decide, let's go ahead and do it. So that's the two teams for Origin next week. So game two predictions, I think it'll be a lot closer. Um, I I still have an unnervy feeling about it because of game one. Um but my bias says Queensland. Heart says Queensland by four, brain says New South Wales by 6 I do not I d I don't I don't like it still. Yeah. That's I think, the first time I've ever said that, so that means yeah. something.
2: Like I'm I'm in the same boat as you I think we're just Thurston. Like I told you before game one that without Thurston I'd struggle to see Queensland play as good as they do, but him being back there's question marks over his fitness. Um, a couple of late hits from a kick. A couple of late hits mm-hmm. to Billy Slater as well on that shoulder, way. both shoulders. I'm <laughs> um, <yeah. sighs> like you, my, my heart says New South Wales. My head says it's definitely game on. And I think yeah. if Queensland get the win here, they'll win the series. So um, New South Wales need to win. I'm going to go... By two, New South Wales. I'm going to go a low, right. low scoring game like the last couple in Sydney.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
2: I think it's been six four or something like that. The last yeah, something two in ridiculous. Um, um, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go New South Wales by two.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to add in a quick little comment before we move on from Origin. Um, it seems like a very Queensland-like situation at the moment. I think ruling them out after game one, even our own fans, though, I was a little bit. It just wouldn't surprise me in the smallest uh, Queensland to go down to New South Wales and put on an ambush. I, it wouldn't surprise. I kind of don't see it happening. But at the same time, if Queensland went down there and put on a clinic, it wouldn't surprise me that much either. But yeah. let's let's pray and hope. Again, yeah,
0: I think, just, I think, like like I said earlier, a couple pods ago, I think I said with the Thurston and those older guys who could be their last one, I can see the rest of him getting up for them to try and at least make a series of it because they, they want to try and go out on a high probably, so... I think that's a big one. For me. Yeah, it's well, so Queensland different. have
2: seemed to be bowing out champions for the last freaking decade. I mean, every time it's the last game of a series on the line, you got Lockyer going, you got Matt Scott. Oh, I mean Parker, sorry, and all that sort of stuff. So, but just I want to ask this question, now. This is just um, there's talk about both coaches in the camp. Apparently. Um, I'm not sure I believe this one. If Kirby Walters loses, he's out of a job, which I seem I think is pretty harsh. I mean, you look at the team; it's you're in a transition period, no matter um, which way you look at it, and you're always going to struggle to replace, you know, the best players that play the game all at once. But it takes a lot out of him with like the press and that sort of stuff. So, if they do both, who do you think replaces New South Wales? I think
1: New South Wales, it's been, I don't know, there's a conception that it's going to be uh, Freddie Fitler, And I, it, that seems to be a rumour that's hung around for a while. So if I had to pick out of nothing more than just conjecture I've heard in the media, I would say Freddie Fitler, but nothing more than that. But the rumour I've heard for Queensland... I don't know if it was a good room. I don't know even where I heard it, but Wayne Bennett was the, the guy they were thinking about, which seems crazy. You'd think they'd move on slowly from Wayne Bennett, but he is a guy that's got a, a whole lot of experience and is good at building teams. Um, but I think it's a bit harsh on Kevy. He won last year in his first year. Probably ex- not expected to win, but should have won it. Did. Game one, I think, a lot left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths with the way we lost. There's a little bit of uh, raised eyebrows. The actual performance of the team was that bad. But I think, you know, let's get through game two and then we'll decide what Kevy's doing. Um, I think
2: good another point is if Wayne Bennett was to become the Queensland Maroons coach, there's no salary cut there, just like at the Broncos. So um, I'm <laughs> oh, sure he'd do a pretty good job. Oh,
1: coming from a Melbourne storm. Thing. <laughs> No, two sets of books, mate. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll move on from NRL. I think we got a, a roll of the eyes from Jared there. Let's move. On. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, AFL. You guys can take over AFL. I'm just a Brisbane Lions fan. I guess
0: we'll we'll just go over it quickly. Um. So we had West Coast again win yesterday at home, which was beating Geelong. So that was a big. I think Geelong's first loss in four weeks. Um which means GWS and Crows, regardless of what I'm doing this week, will be up the top of the table after the buy rounds. So that's uh, interesting. Um, West Coast, again, winning at home. They just keep doing it at home, can't do it anywhere else, which, yeah, see what they can do now. They've had their bye last week. Geelong haven't won after the bye in seven years. So that's another thing that I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then just the game here, St. Kilda at half are up against North Melbourne Looks yeah like the boys pretty easily <laughs> um, yeah Richmond Sydney that'll be a I reckon close game at the MCG I think Richmond will just get over there um, what do you think Brisbane John?
2: Lions will go on a run and make the eight yeah Br- like I
0: said Brisbane, Port, unnamed Port, side in Adelaide, Brisbane. I'd be surprised get if them. Port don't get win by triple figures there to be honest
1: <laughs> we're on a run boy yeah. we're going in that top eight you heard it your first three weeks ago let's go boys <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you
2: probably think Port will get over the line there, and then you got the Gold Coast Suns versus Carlton, which I think Gold Coast Suns have um, improved over the last few weeks, so I think they might get the win there. I think
0: Carlton have as well, so that could go either way, I think, to be honest. Metricon though, yeah, maybe just give it to Gold Coast.
2: Yeah, and the doggies versus the D's, which could be a cracker of a game, yeah, I yeah. think. I
0: think if we've got, I think every single game this week has potential besides maybe Brisbane, Port. I think every other game has potential <laughs> to be an absolute yeah, I'm cracker. Off it. so um, yeah, yeah, but I think Bulldogs should win, should, but yep. Melbourne have been playing pretty well, so it could be interesting there. Yeah.
2: The Saints will get up tonight against yeah, Kangaroos, but that, I think that doesn't really matter, because we're just going to fly under the radar and just win the flag. A
1: bit like Brisbane. Alright, <laughs> anything more to touch on on AFL, guys? Uh, nah, well the uh, big
0: one actually, no, this week was O'Meara. It uh, looks like they said if he has one more issue in that knee, he could be done for his career. So oh, wow. could be an absolute stitch-up on this part of Hawthorne. But, yeah. yeah. Who cares <laughs> about
2: Hawthorne, really? They've had too much success.
0: Yeah, and no, it would be good to see down at the bottom for a few years, that's for sure.
2: Good. Um, oh, but... Good. Let's move on to the National Rugby League. The NRL.
1: (laughs) We'll go very quickly quickly over NRL. This is the worst round ever.
2: (laughs) Yeah. South Sydney, 16. um, Gold Coast Titans, 20 at the moment. Um, Two teams are pretty much on the same level, really. I mean, Gold Coast have 14 players out and look like they're playing pretty well. Um, Tomorrow, Melbourne versus North Queensland Cowboys. I can't believe they've um, scheduled this game during State yeah. of Origin, which is ridiculous. Um, so, But I think Melbourne have probably have too much quality there. I mean, Cowboys without JT um, don't seem to be the same team, which is understandable. And then you've got Cronulla versus the West Tigers.
1: Uh, um, yeah. That's another the I'm going Tigers. to go Cowboys. Cowboys against Melbourne, I think. Yeah, Melbourne I mean, don't have Smith, Slater, and Cronk.
2: Yeah, and Kevin Kronk. Munster, Felice Cafusi, um, Riley Jackson there. So, yeah. I mean, they've still got the quality. But, yeah, it'll be a close game. I mean, it's ridiculous that it's.
1: These um, type of rounds you can't even pick, really, can you? It's just like anyone can win.
2: Yeah, and then Parramatta versus St. George, and um, you probably think. St. George would get the job done, but you never know.
1: Parramatta are like, a weird team.
2: Mm. But, yeah, that covers NRL for this round as well. Yep.
1: That's all we need to touch on in NRL this week for sure. Well,
2: have we got any questions that we'd like to discuss tonight at all?
0: Um, I do have one. Well, quickly, I know you guys hate me going back to NBA and that, but this isn't a little bit... No, a little one I do have no, an no, interesting one. <laughs> is with this with this the way this Golden State team built to go? Can you guys see any team in the league or any scenario that anything could happen to make a team compete? Really, a realistic was, one too. That was going to be that,
2: one of my questions. Is I think Golden State right now they look like they're set up to win for the next next few years. I mean, just the talent and the roster that they have. Um, I think Harry touched on it. Curry's next contract, was it going to be a big, 200 million, big money? $200 Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Kevin Durant in the form of his life. I mean, he was hitting threes from everywhere and just down the lane and just going past the Cavs players like the old traffic cones and he was just in the car, garage. <laughs> well, that's what happens when
0: you get in by a 36-year-old man. Who
1: should have retired last year? <laughs> yeah. and Tried
0: to, <laughs> but anyway. But I where think were, that they're gonna where
1: were these arguments before the playoffs finals? But uh, anyway, I I think, like KD said this week, he's happy to take a, a pay cut to form a, uh, a super team that they have got, and he encouraged other players to do it. Chase rings, don't chase money, which is kind of I get. Um, the only way I th- I think Golden State are uh, destined to succeed for the next few few years. The only way I see anything different. Is if LeBron moves on and forms his own super team, maybe goes and joins up with Paul George, maybe gives Golden State a run for their money, but Chad, you probably got a little bit more insight. I just think super teams are the, <laughs> to beat a super team, build another super Hold team. No, That's the all thing I've is,
0: got. So the thing with, yeah, you the, 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 the old super teams that happened with your Celtics and your Heat and that, and they were, I think this is a bit different to this one, I think what KD's done has almost made it, it's almost going to be easier for players now to just go, I don't care about money, I don't care about whatever, I'm just going to go, like it's going to make more likely players to just start building these super teams, all these stranded superstars around the league, um, I think like... Mm. And I think that could make it interesting because I think that that could open the door for maybe more teams too. But at the same time, like I said, the blueprint with the contract situation is so many teams around the league. It's just, I think, yeah, it's going to be almost impossible for something to happen. But
1: Yeah, I think the only thing I also see happening is uh, as a boyhood uh, Philadelphia 76ers fan is just the future is Philly. Really, you know, long-time supporter.
0: Um, I think the big one is uh, The Knicks situation with Carmelo Makes things really interesting Because You've got to remember He's got a no trade clause In his contract And it looks like He's almost going to make them Pay him out So this is a little rumour I heard going around today That he's going to make Them pay him out He's 64 million left On his contract Then he'll walk out the door And he can go wherever he wants Think about the situation. If he's got $64 million straight up front, he's not going to care about going somewhere and getting a big contract. He'll go somewhere on the veteran minimum, fit in, and that leaves she. the door open for if the Clippers are able to bring Paul and Griffin back, the Cavs, could he go there for nothing and then you don't lose love or anyone? There's there's options around Dreamin. that could make an interesting scenario in that one. Um, so, yeah, there's that's one I think we could keep an eye on. If he gets waived and goes out, he's not going to want money. So he's just going to go where he can win a ring, I think. So, if yeah. I had
1: to predict, I would say Golden State Warriors four Pete, um, another three. Well, the big
0: one with the Clippers, I was going to say with their free agents too. I think the big one is that could cause an issue between either Paul or Griffin resigning is they're going to both of them are going to want no trade clauses because it is very likely if they both come back this year and something goes wrong, you can see Doc Rivers oh let's blow it up and trade one of them, and they're not going to want that to happen. They're not going to want to be in a bloody New Orleans or somewhere that they don't want to be because they've tried to blow the roster up. Um, so that could that's cause an issue between one or, if not both of them coming back, which means, and the, that's like I was saying with the before Clippers, they've got no assets. They've got no draft picks. So if those two leave, they're in a very, very, very bad way.
1: Chris um, Paul, he's gone to the Spurs. You heard it here first. Inside knowledge.
0: He's actually taken an interview with the Rockets and the Nuggets as well.
1: Jokes, I was joking. Yeah. So, so <laughs> no, interesting. Um, um, done deal. Um,
0: but we'll move on from there. We've about questions?
1: NBA trades all day. You know, but we're going to wrap it up shortly. Any other questions, draw?
2: Um, I have a question that um probably is you know a bit of a debate. Obviously, we know Celtic went undefeated in the Scottish Premier League. What a league that is. Um, the invincible. I know
1: what this question's going to be.
2: Where? Would they finish in the Premier
1: League? 14th.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, people say, you know, if they had their money that the Premier League had and the sponsorship and all that Mm -hmm. stuff they sell at their stadium and all that sort of bull crap. Um, I think, um, yeah, I don't don't see them in the top four.
1: Um, (laughs) No way. Definitely
2: not fifth. I think... 10. Definitely not Definitely not top six. I think between, yeah, seventh and probably 11 in the table. Yeah, Interesting question.
1: Interesting question because if you took their squad for what it is now, it'd be near the bottom of the table. Because you look at their star players, couldn't, couldn't hack
2: legend.
1: it. Yeah, couldn't hack it anywhere he played. Yeah. Um, yeah, their squad at the moment would be a relegation squad. But the interesting point you did make is, if they had Premier League money, Premier League revenue, uh, Celtic's a big club, world-renowned club, and I, I would argue a lot of to have Celtic on your resume, particularly if they were in the Premier League, would be quite a feat that players would look to do. Then you'd have to live in Glasgow. I've got family in Glasgow, I've, uh, I wouldn't live there. Um, but I think I think if they had Premier League money, I'd predict a top. Top 10 finish at least.
2: Yeah. Also, there's a bit of trouble in paradise. Um, My sources tell me, Harry. I mean, you're always the one to to gloat about (laughs) everything and the first person to get up. And there's rumours that um, Antonio Conte
1: may or may not be off. I woke up to this news... Yeah, I woke up to this news on a Friday morning, and I was, you know, shocked. You don't want to read this as a Chelsea fan. We had a great year together. You know, it seems a wedding made in, you know, paradise. But there is rumours first reported by Duncan Castles, which I will, I will say first, he is a Jose fanboy. Um, his articles seem to be generally full of crap. Um, he reported it first, so it was brushed off. Typically. Um, But then Sky Italy came out and said they've followed into those rumours and can confirm that it's worse than first reported. Uh, Obviously, that left me a little bit scared. Um, And just to clarify, Antonio Conte apparently is unhappy with the board due to two reasons. Firstly, the Diego Diego Costa issue, if you didn't know, um, Antonio dumped him over text, if you'd like to put it, said he's not part of his plans next year. That made a lot of media attention. Apparently, they're not happy with that. And Antonio's not happy with the the way Chelsea's board have come out and try and get transfers this year. They've been a little bit lax and haven't targeted the players he wants. That's what we know. That's what's been reported by Sky Italy. The board have come out since to newspapers, I know in the Evening Standard and the Daily Mirror, and have denied these reports completely and Laugh them off Obviously that's what any club's going to do It's damage control at this point But at this point it seems there's something to it He's done it at Juventus before Left two season, two days into pre-season In his third or fourth year um, So he's not afraid to move, walk away From a club if he feels he's being pushed around a bit But think, who knows um,
2: could- You know Being Di Marzio's best mate I think it's just another Another yes. little trick up his sleeve To try that's and was, um, yeah. definitely get He's um, transferred targets um, It was just like A couple of days out before the FA Cup final I'd like to remind you of this He was saying that Toby Aldebarald Has declined any contract Which the player come out and said There is none So I think it's just um, a little bit of a plan To try and um, get the players that he wants uh,
1: Yeah I think definitely He could be uh, moved by uh, Conte's management team Maybe give the Chelsea board a kick up the butt And say look let you know, I'm serious. Get my get my players or I'm out. So it could have it could have been a leak from his party, which is a good thing. But Demarzo, you know, generally very good. Um just a touch on Toby Alderweireld uh coming out and saying he uh, hasn't been offered a contract or hasn't declined one. That's what the player's always gonna say. Oh They're here we you go. It You're not gonna call and say, Yeah, he offered me a contract but I declined it. You know, they keep it in house. Let's not knock on Demarchio to go. He's a living legend. But, uh, yeah, that's my say on that. And hopefully we'll know more to come in the next few days. And fingers crossed I would speak for 99% of Chelsea fans. They want Antonio Conte in charge next year.
2: And yeah, that's it for me. Any questions, Harry?
1: Um, No, I'm good to go, boys.
0: Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, boys. It's been covered enough, I think, for the week. So, um, yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening again, everyone. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Also, SoundCloud, please like and comment on the pod to help us get around so we can, if you like what we're talking about, and that'll be great. Thanks, boys.
1: Perfect. Thanks, boys. Talk to you All later. Right, cheers. Thanks, <music>